welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up, we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The top four is a final four? What the fuck? It's a wild episode of Drag Race Holland, and we are going to discuss it all. And joining me to go to the Maxima, it's Obscura. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I just, this show is killing me. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's lost in translation or I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. There are times where I feel like maybe I'm just not getting it because of the subtitles or like... I, I mean, just decisions alone. I'm like, Fred, what are you uh, doing? Fred, this is not the trajectory we should be on. But I completely agree. We, we, we're going to talk about it all. How, how was your Halloween? We just celebrated Halloween. Um, it was pretty uneventful. <laughs> that's that's I valid. Did, I, I mean, we had that great uh, show we did. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then yes. um, I did one other show. Uh, I just ended up doing the same number for that show. But um, other than that, uh, Halloween was very uh, nothing this year. So. All right, all right, but, yeah. You know. I, I, I did go out to the Albatross. Um, in my second Kathy Bates look of the season. Oh my, I saw. Both of them were... Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Um, I would like to now um, solidify myself as the Kathy Bates impersonator of New York City. Honestly, I'd love to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I say that, and then I'll be like, wait, no, I'm not doing half the other shit she's done. Um, What is it, Madame Laveau, or whatever her name is from American Horror Story? Yeah, and then, well, there's, uh, Miss Hannigan's pretty fun for me. Okay, Miss Hannigan I can pull off. Basically, anything where she wears, like, minimal makeup, I will do. Um, because that was the other sucky part. I'm an albatross, and I did, like, a very fun, colorful, not colorful, but, like, a sparkly eye and, like, a very nude lip. No one saw it because it was so dark. But it's okay. I didn't win a costume contest, so Petty Cash, you can... Yeah. Suck my dick. Ah, no, I love you, Petty, Petty. Okay. (laughs) This is this this episode. We're we're, we're going to discuss it. A lot happened. Yeah, <laughs> a lot gonna, went down. A lot went down. There were a lot of questionable decisions, but what, rewatching it, there were points where I was like, "Oh, you gave us the foreshadowing." We all just didn't believe the foreshadowing. So mm-hmm. let's let, let's go in. It's after the elimination. Janie thinks she crushed that lip sync, but she was nervous that like her veins were throbbing. She had that, that lip, sync, lip sync was hers. That was no doubt. What she was mm. wearing, the song, it was perfect for her. We say goodbye to Chelsea Boy, and Envy reminds us the only time you remove a wig on Drag Race is if you have another wig underneath. And I say yes to that, but it has to be a good wig because we all remember Vinegar yeah. Strokes. <laughs> vinegar Strokes, that was not a good wig. Yeah, I honestly, I I definitely agree. It was sad to see Chelsea go because I had loved her like the entire competition. I mean, I definitely think that um, it 
was like in the lip sync situation taking off the wig was a total mistake but uh, i mean but there was literally nothing else she could do that was not a lip sync wig i don't think she ever thought she would be in that lip sync yeah i was kind of surprised i mean i wasn't like super surprised she was in the bottom just because of like should have been mom yeah i love the look i thought it was so great like mars attacks i mean i feel like it was just another look that i feel like so many of these queens are trying to do things that are like very clear references or Mm -hmm. something that's very thought out and like the judges it just goes right over their head exactly and i and again as i spoke about on the podcast last week we had the story between mama and their dad and that was why mama was saved you could not put mama in the bottom because of that knowing mama would have lost to Jeannie. yeah so i understand it but we'll, we'll get to the trajectory of things at the end of the episode it's a new day the top four pose in the ro- doorway new day in the workroom Janie wants to be in the top three with Envy and Mama and thinks Abby should be gone. But Abby thinks Janie should not be in the finale. Don't fuck with her. Abby holds a grudge. Don't, doesn't matter what happens, she holds a fucking grudge. I, I just, like, I feel like there's been a lot of tension building between the two. Which and... we haven't seen much of, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like this episode kind of, like, started off with that tension. Like, the first thing is kind of, like, all of a sudden they're fighting and I feel like, I mean, I feel I lean towards the side of Janae. Like, I just feel like she, she is pissed off for a reason. Abby's made it this far without any wins. She's, you know, she hasn't done like that well. And uh, I feel like, you know, I would be angry in that position too. I would be like, I don't expect her to move on, blah, 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 blah. I mean, and- we, we've never really seen a queen win now, what, four lip syncs to get to the finale? Like, that's so rare. Um, yeah. But this is a different breed of a show, so who the hell knows? Rue message arrives, and they know it's an acting challenge. Fred welcomes the girls to the semifinals. And basically, if you rewatch the episode, take a drink anytime they talk about the semifinals because they want us to be remembered that this is the semifinals. (laughs) Boy. Um, Before we get to the maxi challenge, we have a mini challenge. And guess what? Everybody loves puppets. It's going to be a real bitch fest. Um, So I guess there's no pit crew for this episode because I guess the budget was spent on the puppets. I don't know. I didn't understand why... Fred yeah also i i feel like this entire season has been budgeted really strange yeah yeah it's very, very very true well envy gets mama janie gets envy mama gets abby and abby gets janie good combos I, I'm, I'm here for it I, li- I like what they're about to do but i do want to discuss one thing can we discuss how pale envy's puppet was <laughs> I yeah. I was very disturbed to be quite honest. Like it was so pale, Janie had to paint it. I, it was kind of strange. Honestly, I feel like that whole challenge was like I felt like I was tripping the whole time because I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, th- that was weird. I mean, th- th- this season has given us a lot of problematic things that we as Americans see as problematic. Maybe the Dutch are different i don't know but let, let's dive into this puppet challenge um 
Janie with Envy does a lot of moaning, and it's very, very accurate because we hear we've seen um, Envy moan a lot. Um, she makes a joke about how she got her name, and Envy wants to go back to her roots. Cue the root reveal as the wig is snatched. I thought that was very funny, very cute. Mama, as Abby, does a high-pitched voice and calls her Abby on my tuck. Okay, that's all she did. Not not great. Yeah. Not great. I, I felt like, uh, you know, a lot of the humor might have been just lost in translation because obviously Absolutely. delivery and timing, I felt like it's... I feel like that's been the hardest part of watching this season is just because I feel like what might be funny if you actually were speaking the native language and understood like their sure. kind of timing, it would have like translated better. But yeah, I was kind of like, I was kind of left unamused by this challenge. Like that's the fair. first two. Yeah. Well, then we have Abby with Janie um, goes with the blue hair look, which I again thought was a choice. And then she starts saying words like Mykonos and it's just not very funny. Mm -hmm. um, as Janie says, where's the quarrel coming for your sister gig? Very flatline. Very, very flatline. But it is Envy with Mama who discusses the pregnant plotline because even they don't understand what's going on there. Um, so Envy asks what she's expecting and Mama says expecting to be a fuck up every week. The silent laughter in the room I think was so funny. Mm-hmm. She's a conceptual queen. And again, like this, these are the things that we've been thinking and Envy is voicing. I, I, I thought Envy did very well and I did not expect her to yeah. do well in this. Yes. When Envy like started going, I was like, I, I honestly, I wasn't expecting it to be very funny in general. Cause I was like, I don't know. I felt like the humor of this season has been like a very controversial topic. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought Envy was hilarious as Mama Queen. I thought she was the only one that really like stood out to me as being particularly funny and having good timing. Absolutely. Um, well, Fred decides he's going to throw out the first twist of the episode um, because basically Fred's like, I don't want to be the one to say Envy's name again. So you all get to decide who the winner is. <laughs> what? I, I love this kind of thing because it gives you the drama. You know where people stand, but this is not Survivor. Mm -hmm. This is Drag Race. Let's go for it. Let, let, let's, let, let's dive in. This is where the drama comes in. Abby picks Mama. Janie picks Envy. Mama picks Envy. So Envy's like, well, I'll just pick myself because she's not going to cause any more issue. And guess what? Envy Peru is the winner because Envy Peru wins everything because she is Envy Peru. Yeah, that's, I, I feel like there's no, like right off the bat, episode one, I was like, it seems like a repeat of kind of what they did with UK. Because I feel very much the second that Vivian walked in the room, they were like, see, I did not. Really? I didn't think that Vivian stood a chance. I knew that Vivian was going to go far, but watching the edit through the entire season, I didn't think that was the case. And we all know, if you listen to the podcast, I am the number one Davina DeCampo stan. So I still, I, too. I still want justice for my Davina. Um, that last fucking episode, ooh, oh, it makes me blow. I feel like that was the most controversial like <laughs> outcome in a while. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, but what's I, I, I kind of agree with you that we did in UK get that this is the Vivian. This is why we like the Vivian. You're going to love the Vivian, whether you want to love the Vivian or not. I think Envy has earned her wins a lot more than the Vivian has, whether that means the competition's a little weaker here or, or the judges are not 
understanding everyone's drag the mm-hmm. same way. But I compare Envy more to Tainomi Banks, where they are both the top drag queen in that country. Yeah. Tainomi just bombed. Tainomi was terrible. Tainomi was not meant for drag race. Mm-hmm. Envy Peru is meant for drag race. Yeah, I also think it's because when I looked at like the original competition, like everybody kind of lined up. I felt like, uh, like from what I understood, Holland's a very like artistic, very diverse kind mm-hmm. of like kooky kind of scene where people are very campy and not very focused on like that. Uh, you know, I mean, kind of a very American kind of brand right, of drag. I, I feel exactly, and that's why when I made my preseason predictions, anyone who wants to go back and in, in, into the podcast and. Uh, hear what I said. My prediction based on that, I had Patty Pam Pam as the winner because I felt like she was going to be the, she was one of the most Americanized queens and is very, very talented. Still don't understand her elimination, but I think that was more of a producer thing Mm -hmm. than talent. Um, But my number two and three were Envy Peru, Janie Jacquet. I, I think yeah. we, we, all, we all understand where this is going. It's just the rest of this episode, we don't. Yeah, um, I, I predicted that Janie and per Envy would be in the top three for sure. Because I, just, I feel like right off the get-go, they showed that they do drag that's very polished. It's absolutely. very, it's it, very it, like, cookie-cutter, but like it, not in uni- a bad it's way. Uni- it's universal drag. Mm-hmm. It's very um, acceptable. Palatable. Yeah, it's palatable. Well... The Maxi Challenge is a brand new rusical called Maxima the Rusical. It's about Queen Maxima. And let me tell you, I'm intrigued by this bitch. She's wild. And <laughs> I don't, I did not know anything about her, but mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't wait to discuss this because bitch, she's fun. I was, I, same. I went in, I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, even like first episode when they started mentioning like, yeah, a, a dress that's designed by somebody that designed a dress for Moxie. I'm like, who is that? So I had to look up and then right. I read about her. But like, I feel like this kind of like uh, even like furthered like my real research into like what's going on. Exactly. I'm, again, I'm very, very excited to discuss it when we get to it. But as the winner, Envy will pick the parts. Envy knows that she needs to play this smart. Maxima one is the student and the party girl. She goes to Abby. Maxima 2 is the temptress and goes to Janie. Maxima 3 is the fiancé and Envy wants to play that part real bad. And Maxima 4 is the queen and will be wearing the look Envy already wore on the runway, so she is definitely not going to do that again. So that goes to Mama Queen. Now, I do want to pose this question. That look was pretty spot on. Everyone loved it. It, it. it got very well received. Did she win that challenge? No, she didn't because as much as I love Janie JK, she somehow one um as the queen bee mm-hmm. do you think it would have been a smart choice for her to then just wear that again and remind everyone you love me then you're gonna love me now i don't know i understand just because i've done like competitions where i was like very worried about like being too repetitive or mm-hmm. wanting to do a lot of different things. So I feel like she was definitely in the mindset of, I don't want to give them something I've given them before. Sure, but sure. also I felt like she was already very comfortable with that. I don't know. I feel like it would have been, maybe she was trying to challenge herself a little. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know what the exact mindset she was in, but I definitely thought it was a smart choice on her end. Yeah. 
Well, we're jumping right into the choreography. The choreographers for this challenge are Gerald and Frank. Who they are, who the fuck knows? Because we are not introduced <laughs> yeah. to them at all. Are yeah, they just I was so people? confused. Are they famous people like we've had in every other show? I don't know who they are, and I feel bad that they were not given any recognition. Yeah, it kind of... I feel like the editing this season has been like kind of strict. Like they kind of like jump very fast through everything. And um, yeah, I found that very strange because I was like, okay, choreographers, but I'm like, (laughs) but now that you bring it up, I'm like, you're completely right. Yeah. Don't know. Nothing said. Like I I couldn't even Google who they are because we didn't even get a last name. Yeah. That was. So I feel bad for them. Gerald and Frank, if you somehow are listening, please reach out. I'll have you on the podcast and you can talk about it. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. Anyway, Abby gets to dance on a table and Frank shows us how to do so. And Abby is turned on, as are all the others. He was a very sexy man. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty attractive. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at it. I, I'm, I'm here for sexy boys on, on, on any television program I watch. I feel like it happens every season. They yeah. go to do choreography and they're always paired with somebody attractive. Right. And they oh, freak always. Out. always. Um, Abby gets to do a lot of moves and she's got it. She's a natural dancer. She knows how to dance. So being able to do this character, I think, was a... a, a good option for her again if envy wanted to really fuck with her she could have put her in any other role and abby would have bombed this was the only role abby could have pulled off janie is asked to do the tango and she does not know how to ballroom at all um at one moment of the dance she is asked to go on her knees so envy makes the joke that it's definitely not the first time that janie gets on her knees for a good looking man janie's a slut if Jeannie... Honestly, I feel like I definitely feel like the placements were very well done, just yeah. for the challenge. Like everybody, definitely, and I, I thought this was actually a fun challenge for them. All. Oh, absolutely! Like, and and Envy did say that she wanted everyone. She wanted to put out a good product as well, so she could have mm-hmm. been strategic and fucked with everybody. But that's how you would have this challenge remembered. And I think this was one of the stronger rusicals in franchise history. Oh, completely. I, I felt like every other rusicals had like an obvious slip up. This was very yeah. like hard this for me clean. visual. Like yeah. I had to like really think, I was like, who was the weakest link? Cause what I thought was the weakest link, they didn't think was the weakest link. So I was very like confused. <laughs> Same, very much that. Um, well, Envy gets a lot of time with the Willem Alexander character and gets to have fun, but will she? She's just got simple choreo. So she, there's not much there for her to do. It's more mm-hmm. of, this is more of an acting moment for her. Um, and we'll see those results later, but. Mama, as the queen, gets to wave, and she's got that perfected because who doesn't know how to do a a pageant queen wave? Um, (laughs) And she decides she's going to make her Maxima an evil, power-hungry bitch. Cool. We love a villain. Yeah. Honestly, I felt like everybody knew exactly what they needed to do, and they made it work. Exactly. Well, it's another elimination day, and this time we get a fun little entrance moment. Um, it's it's kind of cool. Janie introduces each queen. Envy does a little western dance when she enters the room. Abby twerks. Mama is just legs. Oh, and Janie Jacquet. 
<laughs> that was cute. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. I, I like that little entrance. I think it's like fun when they actually. It, it's one of, to... <laughs> right. I, I love when those it happens on the show because sometimes we get really silly ones. Sometimes the queens just walk in, um, and I, I'm curious to know how much is producer influence and how much is them mm-hmm. deciding we're gonna create this on our own because they're all pretty good. I enjoy them. We learn that there are going to be three runways on this here night. Swimsuit, cocktail, and evening gown. And I kind of love this because this is pure pageant. We don't yeah. get to see this on Drag Race. I like immediately, like when I like, I was like, they're trying to do what we've kind of been waiting for, I feel, yeah. is to see this kind of culture shift and give, like, basically try to fit them into that mold of, like, classic American, like, a continental pageant. Right. And, like, in Canada, we got the pageant challenge, which I think is something that we need to see over and over again because that was funny. This week, mm-hmm. we're getting um, pageant runway. Rue, do it on our show, please. Let, let, let's get it. Let, let's remind us this is the basis of drag in America. Pageant 100%. drag is real. We do pageant drag. I guarantee you nearly yeah. every contestant I mean- who's ever been on the show has been in at least one pageant. Yeah, and I would just go as far to say, like, there would be no RuPaul's Drag Race without the pageantry system. Exactly, exactly. Um, and maybe it was one of the, it's one of those things where they don't want to be like, well, Jada Essence Hall is the only real pageant queen who's ever won the show, so we don't really want to showcase pageant queens. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't maybe. know. I feel like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race has definitely, like, perpetuated this kind of, like, negative view of pageant. Well, when it comes to Americanized things, uh, Jeannie Jacquet decides to give us her best Lady Gaga moment with no sleep, another look, no sleep, another look, fun, fun, fun. This is why I think Jeannie is going to be one of the queens that's going to be so beloved universally and internationally is not only because she slips into um, into English often, it's because she is in touch with pop culture in a way that the other queens haven't really done. 100%. 100%. She's a queen, I think that's very much a queen that you, like, you can walk into her show and instantly, like, fall in love. Like, right. you know, she's one of those queens that's very much for the people. She's not an acquired taste. She's very much, like, right. a drag queen for queens. Like, she's... Absolutely. She's great at what she does. She knows what people like, and she does it. Right, and and I think, like... If Voss Vince is going to be picking anyone from um, Drag Race Holland to put on the Work the World tour, it's Janie Jacquet. 100%. She, she, she may not win, but Janie Jacquet is the one you're going to go see in a show. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, is it unfortunate that I feel like, is that partially informed by the fact that she's probably the queen that's... Nope, I lost you a little. Yes. Oh, did you lose me? Yeah, say it again. Am I back now? You're back. Okay, You're good. I was just like, I feel, I feel like, um, do I feel like, do I like her or find her more palatable just because she speaks a lot of English? Like, I don't know. I could not tell you. Right. But I feel like it definitely helps because I feel like, I feel like there's definitely a hard, like even with Drag Race UK, we're speaking the same language, even Canada. Mm-hmm like not even geographically that far there's still cultural barriers that like make the show kind of confusing at times exactly and, like you know so i feel like adding like the barrier like i mean thailand was so wildly unpopular <laughs> i feel because it was so hard to kind of digest 
for sure. I mean, like I even have trouble with watching Holland, especially trying to do the recaps because it takes me more time when I watch the, the other versions, I can listen and type my notes after seeing it once. I know what's going to happen this time. When I watched for the first time, I have to watch and look, and there are definitely things I miss because I'm looking at the subtitles before I'm looking at what's happening on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I missed the whole, the first time I'm watching it, missed Abby's hair reveal and her runway for the swimsuit look because I was looking at the subtitles. And then um, I see a picture on um, Drag Race Hall on Instagram. I'm like, wait, when did she go to that? It's just a little harder for us to watch. Having those moments of English, I think is very interesting. And again, it's part of their culture. English is their second language and 90 to 93% of people in uh, Netherlands speak English. That's not the case in Thailand. So yeah. it, it's we're we're not getting those moments of reprieve, and I think we have some racist people in the fandom who just don't care for it. Yeah, I I I just hated seeing so many people like, oh, it's gonna be uh in their native language, it's not gonna be in English. I'm not gonna watch. Like I'm like, right? You're really letting words on a screen stop you from enjoying a TV show. I now, never what, well, I, what I will say is I do think if WoW Presents Plus existed when season one of Drag Race uh, Thailand did come out and we did have an easier way to watch it, I think more people would have been more accepting to it. But when it first came out, there was no, there was not a single um, episode possible without subtitles somewhere. So most people didn't watch it until people found the subtitle um, versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's that and, too. And they don't even have both seasons on wild presents plus right now. Like why not celebrate it? I don't understand their whole like deal. Like, and now apparently it's canceled. So it's not coming back or is it really? Like um, well, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that it's not coming back. Okay, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Everyone believes they will be going to the finale. Envy knows she has the best track record. Jeannie says that doesn't mean anything because Senator Jean and Chelsea Boy were top, top, top and gone. What is, Things what, I don't what, necessarily agree with. <laughs> same. So, but I think it's very interesting for um, Jeannie to say that. And once Jeannie did say that, I was like, are we going to lose Envy Peru on this here episode? I would, that, that would have been the super gag of the season. I would have had, I would call this entire season a fraud had that been the case. But just having that sound clip in is like, I'm intrigued for the, how this episode's going to end. And, well, honestly, that, and then like the judging, like when it got to like them deliberating, it, it like kind of raised that suspicion for me a little too, because Envy wasn't necessarily their favorite. No. Well, Janie looks in the mirror and she cannot believe six weeks ago she injected 300 euros into her face and now the, her face is moving. Girl, you're beautiful. You don't need Botox. <laughs> Honestly. You're under I, 30. You don't need Botox. It's just Shira, such like do a... not get Botox, please. <laughs> I will not. I just, Thank you. I think it's so... I don't know. I've never understood the whole like... Uh, infatuation with plastic surgery and all that and like the drag especially for drag them. for drag i don't get it but i mean i do get it i listen to that, that let me take it back i do understand it i understand doing certain things helps you with your drag and makes things mm-hmm. easier but is drag the most important part or is your life and normal face more important i don't know that's up to you all decide yeah 
I don't know. It's the controversial topic. It's very, <laughs> but but that's that seems to be the joke of every season now that someone's gotten something done in their in their face or butt or arms or legs. I don't know. Uh, I yeah, fish really common in drag nowadays. I feel it, like it's like everybody's got it. It's true. Well, let's get to the runway portion of our show. Fred is doing drag again. I kind of, kind of love this, like, purple and yellow fantasy he's wearing. The hair can go because it is terrible. Um, again, I would love to know who's dressing Fred week to week because it's it changes. Yeah, it's honestly, I kind of have... I don't mean to be mean, but like, I feel like some of the looks are definitely better than others. Some of them, yeah. I'm like, this is like first time person in drag on Halloween. Right, that <laughs> hair, that hair ruined the look. Yeah, 100%. I, I just, I don't understand why. Like, uh, like Rue should be being like, you know what, Fred, I want you to look your best in honor of me. So here are some of my wigs from 10 years ago that I'm never going to wear again could have just sent like raven over to do the mate like i don't yeah. know what the situation was but i i feel like well technically not because we're, we're not allowed to leave our fucking country so well now yeah when they but were filming we couldn't they, it was during covid so i think it was during the summer oh so really gonna leave now yeah yeah oh my god well honestly we got tiger I, king <laughs> true i i feel like um i feel like it's weird. It's weird to have somebody that, like, I mean, like, I tried to do research into, like, what his, like, qualifications were when it came to drag, and, like, people, I'd heard, like, word of mouth, oh, he's done drag before, but I'm, like, I'm just so confused by everything. He had done amateur drag for 16 years. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that is what they had reminded us. I'm, he seems like a brilliant host. He's very good at what he does. I'm, he, I, whatever shows he's hosted before, clearly he has a following. It's just very interesting, especially with the backlash we got with um, Drag Race Canada, that this is the person representing this series. I, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of confused that people are like, people aren't, like, as pissed off as I expected them to, because people hated the fact that, like... Jeffrey Boyer Travis? He who shall shall not be named was... basically had zero qualification to be judging a show, and people made fun of his, uh, you know... It's interesting. Attempts at being glam, but... I I, know. I think with Jeffrey, it was all about the tact and the way he spoke. Yeah. That was Jeffrey's downfall. Not saying he was not qualified because what qualifies anybody? Um, I mean, let's be real. What qualified Michelle Visage? Um, 100%. Aside being Rue's best friend and being around the scene that way. But I, I think it's just a, the, the tact. Fred is able to say things that are pointed in a comical way. Jeffrey yeah. doesn't really have that. Yeah, 100%. And then honestly, when I like think about like the way that um the judging of the show has gone so far i feel like everything's been like very like straight to, like there's no like yeah. being rude there's no attitude it's very much like this is how you did right this it, is what it, we're gonna it's do very about top it. model it's very project runway it mm-hmm. is we're, we're not we're the campiness of of judging is not in this version 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's no, like, catty remarks, like, when they're walking down. It's very, like, straightforward. Yeah. Well, Nikki Plesson, who I still think looks like Kesha, is back as our (laughs) um, best friend. Um, She's joined by Roxana Hazes, who is again back. She was on an earlier episode. And we get two-time Eurovision Song Contest participant. It's Celia Romble. Um, I just love how we've had so many Eurovision contestants on this show because I guess the Dutch really love Eurovision. And you know what? If you know me, I love Eurovision Song Contest Fire Saga. That movie is excellent. And if you play me Yaya Ding Dong, I will be happy. Honestly, yeah, it's kind of weird where they're getting their judges from, I found. Right, and again, because we're not there, we don't know, like, their actual, like, level of fame. These Mm -hmm. could be, like, the most famous people in in the Netherlands, and we are like, who? So it could be massive egg on my face, and I'll take it. Please educate me. I want to be educated. I just don't know who they are. Yeah, I even found that, like, with Canada, I was confused on who some people were. Yeah, and then there were some people like, oh, my God, you're actually... Deborah Cox? Okay. Okay, give yeah. me, me Deborah Cox. I still don't understand why they didn't have Shania for that last episode, but whatever, it's fine. All right. Mm-hmm. It's time, time for Maxima the Ruskal, or as I call it, the Dutch version of six. <laughs> Very much that. I'm listening to it. I'm like, this sounds like this could be six, the musical, and I'm not mad at it whatsoever. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, really well done. Everybody did did a great job. Honestly, there's nobody, like I said, that I felt like did awful. Let's go through it a little bit. Fred serves as the narrator of the Rusgal using a terrible microphone. I don't quite understand this filming option, but go off if you need to have Fred involved somehow. Whatever, this is, this is your choice. <laughs> Fine. Um, Maxima, we learned, was a spoiled girl, but wanted more. Cue Abby, oh my God, that's perfect casting. Um, Abby looks really, really hot in that white look with the sexy menses all in their white shirts with their chest popping out. Um, yeah, I think Abby looked gorgeous, and um, we also learned that Maxima had a tight ass. To the Maxima. Yeah. Honestly, I thought her part was so funny. I it thought was. she, like, I, like I again had no idea who Queen Maxima was. So to start it off with like this like crazy ass personification, right? Of, and like, like I thought it was so. Funny. I, I I'm going to assume this is a more of a spoof parody extremist version of who Maxima mm-hmm. is, but listen, if this is who Maxima was um, in Argentina, I, go off. Let's play. I want to hang out with you, girl. You sound fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought she played it so well. I mean, like, yeah. if I was in hindsight, did I think she was the best? No, but no, no, I no. I did enjoy it. No, and I think her song was fun. To the Maximo was a really fun song. It's probably the best, I would say, of the four-ish songs that we did get. Um, this was really a good moment for Abby to shine because she is playing herself and getting to dance to her strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely thought, like, I, I didn't expect her to not do well in this character. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like there was no way she was going to fuck it up too bad. Mm-mm. But, like, I felt like there's also like that argument that like uh, I feel like Michelle says a million times like who are you though? <laughs> like, sure, absolutely. Well, that was ve- that's the one thing I will say overall is like everyone did their own face. 
It wasn't trying mm-hmm. to be Maxima's face. It was their face. Not saying it was a bad thing. It's just different than what we may have seen in other Rusicals. Yeah, 100%. So we learned that Maxima um, doesn't want to work, so she finds a prince in Holland. If it is that easy, I want to marry royalty because I don't want to work either. So, princess, <laughs> you want me? I am here for you. Honestly, I thought that, like, I just can't believe the story. <laughs> like, honestly. Right, it, like... it was crazy. Now, I will say, um, uh, the, the gentleman, the young man playing the, the, playing the prince was hot, and I would tap that. Um, if someone is able to find out who that was... Oh, there's somebody who could find that out. Yes, please. I would like to know who he is so I can stalk him on Instagram because, as you can see in my background, I have the photo of the the group scene, and he is stunning. I know that is a blonde wig. I'm sure he's not really a blonde, but, oh, my God, he's gorgeous. I would have to uh, concur. Uh, (laughs) Listeners, thank you for letting me have my moment. Janie J.K. looks very natural, even wearing that basic-ass black dress. She is just a very captivating performer, and I, I think she nailed her entire performance. Janie J.K. is a star. 100%. I thought she was so, like, everything was, like, the timing of everything she did was just perfect. Like, there yeah. was not a single thing that was offbeat, like... I loved her part so much. I thought mm-hmm. she did like an amazing job with literally every little part of the yeah. choreography. That being said, I think her song was very meh, but um, uh, the moment about having him wrapped around her finger, I felt very targeted because I am currently wrapped around someone's finger to the extreme. So I understand, Princey Poo. I understand what you're going through. When, when you care about someone so deeply, you do anything for them. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, now we have to get the Dutch to love and worship her. So naturally, it's Envy's turn to perform. Um, I'm just going to say it. Envy was very bland. Um, I think she's beautiful, but she just lacked the acting chops for this role. She needed to camp it up. I thought she looked gorgeous. I thought that like the song was fun. I, yeah, I just felt like I was so bored looking at her, though. I don't think Envy is an, uh, an actress, and that's not a bad thing. Not all drag queens have to be actors. But you yeah, have not... to know how to perform a character, and she didn't. Yeah, I feel like that's a very controversial. Like, a lot of people are like, well, if you don't know how to do like, I feel like we're at a time where we can all recognize the fact that drag is extremely diverse. There's queens that specialize in all kinds of like different types of drag. And I mean, Envy is very clearly a like performance, like lip sync kind of queen. Like she and a model. Can She's do... a model. Yeah, exactly. She's like, you know, I don't want to compare her to anybody, but like, she's very much that like I'll compare gorgeous to people. Kind. I'll compare <laughs> that face is a mix of Raven and Valentina, and we all know it. <laughs> well, yeah, she's very much of like the same kind of like line of queens that are have beautiful makeup, you know, are mm-hmm. very pretty, can wear whatever they fucking want, and get away yeah. with it. This is the moment where I was like, okay, I understand what, this is a rusical. We were trying to tell a story. Janie gets to return as the bride. And that is not good for Envy because Janie is the focus 
and not only because she's wearing Katya as Diana um, gown. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just, I felt so bad because she basically put herself in the role that had like the least part. Like, like really to me, there was not a single part of Envy's that I felt like she was the main focus. No, of not at all. Um, and and she could have been she could have made it like more focused on her, but she just didn't. She let the scene go in its own direction and right. completely eat her up. And then we get Abby, who shows up and gives Envy a spray bottle to spray Janie. And I think Envy loved that moment, getting to spray Janie in the face. But again, <laughs> yeah. your eye isn't on Envy in this moment. Your eye is on Abby walking down with a spray bottle. You're like, what is happening? Again, you can't criticize Envy for picking this part. But looking at how it interacted comparatively, she did screw herself. Yeah, it was definitely the smallest role. It, it was just, it, it was unfortunate to kind of see her in that position because I know that if somebody else who had a bit more acting experience, not even necessarily any of the girls who are still on, because I mean, it is a kind of a hard role in that sense because you're sharing the stage. You need to right. make sure the spotlight's on you. Uh, I, I felt like, yeah, if, if she had more experience, at least in like that kind of acting, she would have been able to kind of turn it into like right. uh, her own thing. But <laughs> so the queen wanted more and we must when we it's time to see Mama Queen in that royal blue dress. But I have to ask, is that Envy's wig? That must be Envy's wig. I really want it to be Envy's wig because that would be hilarious if that is actually Envy's wig because they are fucking identical. I, I think it's Envy's wig. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I feel like that's such a drag race thing. People share things all the time or like, you need a wig, here's the wig. Well, but that, well I, I'm assuming, like most of this, I think was probably producer um, given because they're not bringing these costumes with them most mm -hmm. likely. So in this case, if, if the blue dress and the wig is something Maxima's known for, you would, have, you would assume had Envy not done that look, that wig would be there, but... These were too similar, and I'm like this. They probably told um, Envy, "We will give you an extra X amount of money if you let us borrow this wig for this look." <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it's the same wig. If I'm gonna think about, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find a side by side and see if it is the same wig mm -hmm. or if it's just styled so perfectly. But Mama Queen, fine. But again, it they're outshined by the trio with that pop up moment in front of the balcony. Yeah. I, I felt like it was it was like Envy had a small part and then I feel like Mama Queen's part was just a little bit bigger just because she was like, you know, on this podium. So obviously like naturally and her, her eye and goes, their size. Their size is much much yeah, more dominant. She's, she's like a giant. So <laughs> Yeah. But uh I, I definitely thought that she did it I think she did better in my opinion than Envy. I felt like she was uh, she stood out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, again, small role, kind of hard to do much right. with it, but she could have done more. And now we're about to get into a weird moment of the Maxima the Rusical, where we start comparing Maxima's power-hungry struggle to the orange idiot in the U.S. And I'm like, who is this woman, and why are we comparing them to Donald Trump? <laughs> I didn't understand that. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I was very, very concerned. I was like, this is not going to play well to us Americans. So maybe um, for the Broadway revival, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I felt like it was unnecessary. There's a lot in this episode I felt was unnecessary. Yeah. Like, 
what I did realize after watching this is I would like to see a biopic about Maxima because she is fascinating. I believe there may be one in Dutch, but America, if you can make one, I would love to see it because this bitch gives me life. I want to, I seriously, I need to like go down a rabbit hole and find out more about her because I'm intrigued. Like yeah. this definitely was something that made me interested. I feel like in past rusicals on topics, I wasn't exactly knowledgeable in. I, I just, you know, a lot of them have been boring. This one was very uh, fresh. And fun. Absolutely. Well, it's time for the runway and we got 12 looks to discuss. Category <laughs> is red, white, and blue, bitch. And we are going to play red, white, and toot or red, white, and boot. Um, we are going to go contestant by contestant. So we're going to go through their entire package mm -hmm. um, just because I think some of them were presented that way and some yeah. just showed up. But we're going to start off with Envy Peru in her beachwear entering Stargate. The look is by Isabel Schultz. I think this is a bold fashion choice for Envy, and I think it's very reminiscent of Aquaria, something I will say for her entire package. Yes, definitely. I think she took a basic bodysuit and elevated it with like the plastic, plastic effect. I think the glasses are so fun. Yes, we have the blue hair and blue, blue bracelets, but I think the blue earrings got lost in the blue hair, and I wish that maybe we had one more element of blue probably in the heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I love this look. I thought it was very futuristic. I I would go as far as to say it was my favorite of her three looks, if uh -huh, not the uh -huh. her second look. Uh I thought it was so different. I, I really liked the silhouette she chose. Was the bodysuit a little basic? Eh, arguably, but um I felt like yeah, like that added detail of like it reminded me a lot of like Abraham David Levy's like mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Trinity or some some big queen is worn like the he kind of does like these water splashes. Yeah. They look really cool and they're really effective. And I thought it was smart of her to do it because it kind of gave the illusion that she was like splashing in the water. Yeah, I, 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 I was here for um, I'm I will give it a red, white, and two. I, I would too. The audience went eighty percent red, white, and two, and twenty percent red, white, and boot. Next, we have cocktail dress, traveling light years. The outfit is been by Yanni Moish. Hair is by Paris Hair. I think this look is all about that signature Envy Peru hair. Um, it's sensational. It's the focal point of the look. That being said, I don't see this as a cocktail dress. It's nothing I've seen before. Maybe in the future, fine. But why is her cooch out? Her cooch is fucking showing. <laughs> yeah. That's not a cocktail dress. Uh I, I like this look is so hard for me to decide whether I like it or don't like it just because I'm like, I think it's cool. Do I think it fit the theme? Not exactly. really. Exactly. I mean, I like the silver as an intergalactic white alternative, but I will say this a few times. Silver is not white. The goal was red, white, and blue. So that's my one gripe as well. If we're going to play by the mm -hmm. rules of the category. Um, Envy is a model. She knows it knows that she is. So whatever negative I feel about this, she neglected that by her star power on the runway with this look. She knows how to sell a garment. And the hair was just exactly crazy. it's all about the hair. Like I, I'm I'm fairly certain she's worn this hair pre drag race before. I may be wrong. Um, but the hair is it was sculpted so well. Yeah, uh Paris hair he, great work. Yeah. Really cool stuff. 
Um, again, is it a cocktail dress? Debatable. Intergalactic cocktail dress? Fine. You're, if this is the, the, the story narrative you're giving us, you get a pass. I'll give you a red, white, and toot. Yeah, red, white, and toot. Absolutely. The audience was 74% red, white, and toot. Uh, 26% red, white, and boot. Next, we have the evening gown, arriving interstellar highness, hair by Vivillified, latex by Damask, Amsterdam. I hate it so much. I hate it so mess, much. Mess, mess, I hate I thought, there, you know what she looked like to me? <laughs> she looked like when you go to a restaurant and there's the napkin in the little holder. Listen, like, it, it just, it, it felt like too much. It is cheap white fabric with a silver belt, but the thing that bothers me the most is we've seen Aquaria do the mask illusion. It was groundbreaking for Drag Race when Aquaria did it. If you're going to do it again, do it better. Envy did not. She did it. I thought it looked cheap. I I, like, exactly. I was going to say the only thing that I think was exceptional about this was the boots, the latex boots. They're insane. Mm -hmm. They ride weight up to the waist. I love that. That was cool. The rest of it just didn't work. Yeah, I just thought it did her no justice. Like, the form of it was just, it made her look like a pole, and it just wasn't a look that really screamed amazing to me. I I just, it was sad, because I was really expecting her to do something really cool, because I know that she can do things that are really cool, and this just felt like a total miss. Like, if you're going to do something that a drag race girl has done, make it different i felt like exactly. it was literally just taken from aquaria kind of thing right listen envy sells this on the runway and the judges ate it up i'm just not a fan of it personally so for me red white and boot i would have to agree it's a boot for me the audience uh went 34 red white and toot 66 red white and toot boot and i think this is probably one of the only times um the, my audience has given it uh envy peru a negative the entire season so I think that's I feel like it it was her only negative like the only look that I really hated if I could think back. Well, the judges with her overall package and performance, Nikki likes the details and the latex in the last look. She liked her in the rusical but she felt that the others did better. And Celia says that she owned the stage. So mediocre from the judges. I felt like it wasn't a super cohesive package, in my opinion. I felt like yeah. it was kind of... But it was like a package, and that, that I will give her points for. She did mm-hmm. give us an intergalactic package. Yeah. Talking about an op package, it's Mama Queen. <laughs> Where, uh, swimming in a daydream, look by Mama Queen. I think it's a great silhouette and not your typical bathing suit. I say it again, silver is not white. I repeat, silver is not white. Um... I don't understand why you're wearing a boa for beachwear. If it was like a beach shawl, fine, but I'm just not grasping why she's wearing a boa. And two people did it. <laughs> two people did like tool stuff. I know, I just... right? Um, I think the hair is great. I think it's something mm-hmm. really uh, fine, good, fun for her. Um, nothing to write home about. It was very mediocre. Um, I, I didn't hate the look. I, I thought it was... It was nice for her. It was something simple for her. That's what I, that's what I think I liked about it. Because finally I see something that was very, like, not very conceptual. Like, I love conceptual outfits. This was very much not that. And I thought that was different from her. Like, it's different for her. Do I think it, like, worked in her benefit? Not necessarily. Because I wasn't, like, really wowed by this look. Yeah. I'm going to give it a red, white, and boot. 
yeah, red bean boot. I'd have to. <laughs> I just, I feel like she should, could have done something way yeah. cooler. The audience was 34% red, white, and toot, 66% red, white, and boot. Next up, we have the cocktail dressed extra mama martini. Look by Mama Queen. I actually like this. Um, it's just I, like, I'm trying to think what it, I like rewatched the episode this morning just to get a visualization. But wait, what was it again? It was like, it was it, it was the white um, dress. Let me let me pull it up. Um, it was it was like the white dress with the the sleeves and the the, the cape at the back. Um, I think we have a moment where let's only use one of the colors as accents. But I think it was very simple and effective look because she only used blue in her boots, in her heels, and her hair. Um, and then there was moments of blue fringe on the bottom of the the dress and the um, cape part, but it got so lost in the runway because they were so thin threads. I, I, I think mm -hmm. this was a cool look. I think her jewels were obnoxiously extra and it helped make the basic white fabric feel a bit more expensive, but this is a cocktail dress. Like if, you, if, if Mama Queen came out to a dinner party wearing this, I understand it. This I understand from Mama Queen. It's like probably the first time I've said it all season. Up, because I had to remind myself of what it was. I really like this look. Like, yeah. was it the, like obviously I didn't think it was the most memorable. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not, but it, it works. Yeah, it's it was a good look. I, I definitely liked like the tiny touch of red that was kind of like almost right. like a heart. And then that kind of fit in with her final look, I felt. We'll get to that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I will say I liked it and I'm going to give it a red, white, and toot. Yeah, red, white, and toot. Well, the audience is like, fuck you both. They went 19% red, white, and toot, 81% red, white, and boot. They did not like this one at all. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> And then we're going to talk about I feel like I remember voting and seeing that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Even Gown. Finding the future by looking backwards. First off, too long of a title, but look by Mama Queen. Jesus fucking Christ, that basic red ass white corset. Come on. Are you kidding me? You're wearing that on the runway. I like the sleeves of this. I like that she stole Chelsea Boy's Ocean Floor Treasure accessories. That's it. The rest is just bad. Um, I. I Go for it. Go for it. I, it's just like, I want to like this look so bad because I love the concept behind it. I think it's such like a strong concept. I was so underwhelmed. With, like, now here, stuff. here's what here's going to say. I understand that mama is unconventional. I know mama wants to try to break gender norms. Having pants underneath the gown part was a major risk. It could have paid off if the narrative worked, but I did not understand the narrative and therefore wearing pants for an evening gown is a no. It was, I just thought the pants were ugly. I didn't like them. They're, I they're the, genie pants. I know. And I wish like the dress went more out and I wish, wish the corset was more of like a stay where it didn't like have a hip part it just kind of went into a point in the front and i wish this i wish everything was just bigger like, well, you, got like big, that, you got big hair the hair was big i know the hair was great and she had this beautiful like heart like pendant that i thought looked so cool but it was just like everything below that was just like 
I felt like could have been done right. so much and, more. And, and just the, the, the way they stoned the, the white, it was haphazard. There was no point to it. I don't, I just, for me, this was absolutely a red, white, and boot. Yeah, I'm going to red, white, and boot it too. Just because I feel like uh, concept is a two, the execution boot. <laughs> yeah, well, the audience disagreed with us. They were 61% red, white, and toot. Uh, 39% red, white, and boot, but still not overwhelmingly. The judges. Fred said her lip sync was on point in the rusical. Okay. Nikki thought her bathing suit was just perfect, but it had an issue with the white stockings. Um, I forgot those even existed because I just, we were to discuss the bathing suit, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Next up, Miss Abby, oh my God. Beachwear, punk beach. Keep this look. <laughs> Outfit by Isabel Schultz. Heels by Silhouette Sean. Uh, this was terrible. The entire concept made zero sense. This is not a swimsuit whatsoever. Um, as we alluded to before, die, loofah, die. Why are you wearing a fucking tool loofah for a beachwear? I think this was a major cop-out to have the actual piece be red and hope that the accessories of a blue heel and white gloves are sufficient enough. Spoiler alert, they are not. And that mohawk. Bitch, you can see the lace on it. I know. It's like, my opinions on this look. (laughs) And again, and we have to discuss why the lace was up. Because she reveals into yet another long hair wig. It's no longer a moment if that's literally all you wear on the runway. Stick with the mohawk. Then we would have been surprised and this look could have been a little better. But once she took that fucking mohawk off, it was over. I, I completely agree. I think the reveal made zero sense. I don't know why she did it. Reveal should elevate the look, make it Correct. more interesting. She literally took off this crazy mohawk, which she sacrificed having a nice hairline because she wanted to make it a reveal. So there's just like this lace going down the wig into just a flat wig that's something we've seen from her a million times. I didn't like it. I thought this was like not really that punk. It was kind of like, I don't, I don't even know. It, was like it wasn't a bathing suit. It was not a bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- this was a massive miss for me. Oh, I lost you again. I'm like, this is the finale, and she wore right. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm definitely giving this a red, white, and boot. Yeah, boot. Uh, audience went 34% red, white, and toot, 66% red, white, and boot. Cocktail dress, Abbey Airlines. It looked by Isabel Schultz. I don't know who Isabel Schultz is, but they are a star of uh, Drag Race Holland, and they just keep on getting work, and that bitch must have been very busy pre-show. But this is a stunning look on Abby, but girl, the assignment is called cocktail dress. This is not a cocktail dress. I, yeah, again, (laughs) I don't understand what she was going for. Uh, Again, complete 180 from her first look. Like there's no, there's no correlation whatsoever. None. I thought it was poorly like styled. I just there was now, she's the, wearing the same thing she wore. Right, <laughs> like I think this is retro fashion, and we've not seen that on Abby yet. So for that, I appreciate it. Um, she's still being sexy without being exuberantly over the top sexy. But it was a. It wasn't a cocktail dress. It was a mini skirt, a top, and a white shirt underneath it. 
Um, I, I don't know how she got away with it. I, I just don't understand why. <laughs> like, it, it just, it was just like two misses of hers, complete miss for me. Like, uh, yeah. Just, uh, I, again, if the, if this was a different theme for the runway, I would love it. But for this specific look and this challenge, I have to give it a red, white, and boot. Yeah, total boot. The audience, 31% red, white, and two, 69% red, white, and boot. And finally, for Abby, we have the evening gown, the queen of tool. No designers listed, and I understand why. Um, they joked that Abby was overdressed, and good for her. She tried something different. But the tool ate her up. Tool is a hard fabric to work with, and if you don't pro proportionize, trademark, drag race, you're not going to make this work. If she had only done the blue tool on the bottom. I would have thought this was a strong look, stronger look from her, but the red tool on the shoulders broke her silhouette. Like I, I, there was one moment where I had to pause the TV just to like take my notes and you can see her arms out because she can't fit in it. Mm -hmm. I just, I hate this look again. <laughs> Total yeah. mess for me. I don't like the belt. I thought it looked poorly constructed. I didn't get the blue tool kind of half coming up the dress. And it just felt like it was very like, she just found sheets of tool, cut it right. up, put it on a dress. And again, wearing a crown on a runway, baby girl, that's a risk. What I will say, and I will eat my words, I apologize last week on the podcast. I did think, I was like, oh my God, is this her promo look? Very similar to what she wore for the promo look. And I think that's revealing about Abby. Yeah. Uh, loves I just, I think she's, I think this look was very gorgeous from like the neck up. <laughs> I oh just wish boy. that, <laughs> I just wish that there was something to match like that glamour. Cause you're going like for this glamorous hair, you got this beautiful crown and it's just, this, it looks like she's tool. wearing something. Tool. It, it's, yeah. It's tool just is not, not glamour. Very, 100%. Um, red, white, and boot for me. Boot. <laughs> well, the audience, red, white, and toot went 40%. Red, white, and boot went 60%. The judges, Roxanne was, says that uh, we can call her Queen Abby, oh my God, because she was stunning. Sure. Uh, Nikki hated the ribbon in her tool, but look, but Abby said that she used it to cinch, which I think was a lie. Um, you know how to cinch. You were a very beautiful stunning skinny woman you didn't need the belt to cinch you had it already in you and then it's celia was blown away by her dancing in the high heels and i good for her i can't imagine doing it uh, i just i don't know she wasn't my favorite the whole season she wasn't my favorite this episode no uh, me, me we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all right janie jacquet Beachwear, South Beach Realist. Look by Dung and Dirk, nails by Jean. I think this is beautiful and elegant. I wish she had a double reveal with a shawl and the towel, but the towel gag of it being her merch was priceless, brilliant. Yes, God, queen, work it, bitch. How perfect was that? I loved that. I mean, I think everyone's going to buy a Janie J.K. towel now. Look. 100%. And I, I honestly, like, I think she was the only queen that truly understood the assignment, truly understood, I need to put together a package 
and all of her three looks reflect that. I feel. Yeah, right. I think Jenny has the strongest sense of story in her pieces. I think that's why I appreciate this. It's a strong spin on swimsuit as a deconstructed bodysuit, and that's why I think this works for her. And blonde Janie is my fantasy, so I love the hair on her. Um, this was excellent in my opinion. Um, literally the only nitpick, I, I didn't think the nude illusion did her much justice. Uh, I wish it, it wasn't. She didn't need it. She didn't need it. She didn't need the little stones. No. I felt like they cheapened it. I'm going to give this a red, white, and two. To guess what the audience disagreed with us big time 38% red white and two 62% red white and boot and I'm like are you fucking kidding me people whatever whatever it must have been the nude illusion I'm telling you that was so off-putting well let's talk about her cocktail dress celebrity cocktail look by Dung and Dirk hair by flash wigs this is one of my absolute favorite looks Janie has worn and spoiler alert she'll beat it with her next look I think this is sexy, yet incredibly classy. The interwoven red and blue on top of that nude illusion gives such a stunning silhouette. And having a high collar, it was beautiful. It was elegant, and it was still very provocative. Um, I think the hair is sexy and styled so well for this look. I, I just, I was enamored by it. I feel like this is my big disagreement. (laughs) And that's fine. Go for it. I I felt like, I don't know, out of the three looks, this one was the only one that I felt broke a little out of her package mold just because like the the first one was kind of like this like uh, flat, not sparkly, like uh, I guess organza. I don't know the exact fabric. But I felt like the first look and the third look looked very visually similar i wish the second look kind of looked a bit more i think the the difference is the other looks had the stripes falling off of her body in a way Mm -hmm. this one didn't it was more form-fitting but they all still were strips and i think that's where the package came together but i understand i totally understand where you're coming from i just felt like this look was very I, I felt like it relied heavily on a nude illusion that wasn't entirely convincing for me. And I felt like the the stoning was kind of very like, it was too like symmetrical for me. It okay, looked very robotic. And I, I, I wasn't like the biggest fan of the hair. I felt like I've expected her to do looks that are so like polished that this was kind of like, I don't know. It felt very like, I was expecting her to do more with it. And That's I felt fair. like this was a step back. I, and I, I guess my argument would then be, if, if, if the challenge is cocktail dress and you're going to a cocktail party, this is what you wear to a cocktail party. Compared to some of the others. Compared to the others, yes. This was probably the most cocktail dress. Um, like, right. appropriate. But I don't know. It wasn't my I, I I will give it a red, white, and two, and you will give it a... Red, white, and boot. <laughs> That's fine. I'm disagreeing. We love to do that on the show. The audience was 75% red, white, and two, and 25% red, white, and boot. And we are going to end with Janie and her patriotic night evening gown. No designers listed. A plus, best thing she has worn. This is pageant done right. It's not a typical evening gown, and yet it fits every criteria box you need for a pageant. It hit the ground 
perfectly. Yes, bitch. Um, I absolutely love how sculpted that neckline is. Like, there's that single shoulder piece. It is breathtaking. Her hair is magical. It's a sexy updo, and I think this is the best color for her skin. It was wonderful on her. I love the light brown. Um, she had beautiful makeup. As someone who hates asymmetry, having a single glove, a single shoulder piece, and a single slip, this is right. When it is right, it is right. Janie Jacquet, this was right. I would agree when I say this is my favorite thing she, she's won. Like, uh, or it's worn. gorgeous. <laughs> it's just... Like, I feel like uh, this was just such a strong look. This was such a look that just stood out against the others. It was so polished. The way the fabric, like, effortlessly, effortlessly like, kind of fell off of her. It, yeah, I mean, it, it did. It's something I've seen. Right, like it, it did remind me a little bit of uh, Davina's crowning look, or what would have been her crowning look. Um, and I do want to say, if this was what she's going to wear for this episode, what is she going to end the season with? Like, she's got to have to step mm -hmm. it up uh, because this was just so beautiful. Um, I would love to know who did design it because this was exceptional. Yeah, this was just, uh, I like, there was nothing wrong with this look. I felt like everything looked so right on her, the hair. It's just stunning to look at. <laughs> I am so proud of this look. I absolute red, white, and toot. Yeah, toot all the way. Audience went 90% red, white, and toot, 10% red, white, boot. So this was the highest of the week. The judging, Roxanne thought the evening gown was her favorite look of the night. Nikki loved the tango and uh, thought it was well done. And Celia loved her runway but wanted to see her smile more and see more inner personality. And Fred thought the gown was fabulous but her cocktail dress was fine. Fine. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, before we hit the actual judging segment of the show, Fred is like, you know what? I got a question for all y'all. Who should go home? Come on, come on, face crack. Let's go, face crack. Okay, Rue, take note. Take note. This is how you cause raw, real drama. You ask the queens before the judging so they don't have that as an excuse to rely on. 100%. I, I thought that was this. so good. Uh, yeah. I thought this was great, and having Envy first in line was the best part about it. Envy goes first, and she picks Abby based on track record, as she has no wins. And Abby, yet again, is pissed that that bitch has said her name. Mama decides, well, I hate competition, so I pick Envy. What? Uh, I, I was just like, she, I think she pulled that out of her ass completely. I'm just oh, like, fully. Oh, out of everybody on that stage, I felt like, you know, like, you like, could have chosen yourself over. <laughs> this like, is how you get drama because this was good shit. Envy was like, I will cut you, bitch. Are you kidding me? Keep your name out my mouth. And Fred is like, are you kidding me? And mama's like, okay, well, this was fun. I'm going to go now. Bye. I, I, Fred's face during this was just hilarious. He was just like, what? <laughs> and and then, like... and then Abby is a fucking pageant princess and says she wishes all four could be in the finale. And the girls are apparently very pissed at this, but Fred apparently thought that was a very fine answer, as we'll find out later. I was just, 
when she when she pulled that, I was just like, no, 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 no. That's no, when no. Rue says, "You are leaving this episode," and that's what I expected to happen. Honestly, I was just like, I like you literally didn't answer the question. Yeah, you chose like a bullshit cop out. Like, say somebody, say somebody. <laughs> and then Janie is like, "We're gonna get to the point, Abby." Bye. She's like, yeah. "I'm not playing this game." Untucked Jr., let's discuss. Janie thought it was a fucked up question on the runway and the tension was real. Mama says she was just saying her feelings and highly regards Envy, but Envy calls it the sloppiest excuse ever. I thought Mama was about to cry. Because we have not seen the side of Envy on the show for us. Envy was livid at Mama. I felt like there, that was definitely an emotional part of the show. Like, Envy was not and, having it. And, and, None of and, them were having it at, at Abby. Like, it was the tension. And, and, and Envy's saying, like, I, I, I agree with this. Be the best by beating the best. That's how it should be. And making this emotional decision. Mama, you are entitled to your opinion. If that's your decision, that's you stand by it. But oh, I, I was worried that Mama was just Mama. going to break down because we have not seen Mama break down at all. We then yeah. hear that there is some apparent alliance going on between Mama and Abby that they have plans after the show. I would like to know what said plans are because we have not seen what these plans are. I didn't even know the two of them have a friendship. I know. I was just like, well, this is <laughs> this is something new. I, I was taken aback. And then it made sense to me why Mama didn't choose Abby. Because right. I felt like if there was anybody on that runway who deserved to go home. Exactly. It was very clearly Abby. I'm still confused as to why she was even in this episode and not another person, but. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. So Abby said uh, she could see all four in the finale again. And I'm like, how did this bitch know the future? How did Abby, oh my God, know that this was going to happen? Like, what the fuck? And then Janie says, man the fuck up, answer the question. And mama thinks the atmosphere is poisonous. And, I wish we had more time to do this um, Untucked Junior because I guarantee you there was a lot more said. I completely agree. I felt like it, like, I don't know. It was just like 10 more minutes of this show. (laughs) I wish. Honestly, I felt like that was such like absolute fuckery that happened on that stage. So Fred makes an easy decision and says that Janie Jacquet is the winner of the week. And I'm so very happy with this because if Janie has any shot of winning, she needed this victory and she much deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, she wins a thousand euro gift card to Nikki Plesson. I kind of want to now go, go check out what Nikki Plesson has to sell because maybe I'll buy something. Nikki, I enjoy Nikki Plesson. Bring Nikki Plesson to the U.S. I'll, to give, put her on an episode as a yeah, guest. Yeah, next, next person DragCon, who knows? Maybe she'll have a booth. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> what if Fred comes to DragCon? <laughs> what the? Fred's, Fred is coming to DragCon. Let's be real. The potential um, host of Drag Race Australia has been to DragCon every year. Oh, who's the potential host for that? I Oh, it's it's not official, but when you give Art Art um, Art Simone a fucking Wow Presents Plus show, you know they're trying to tell us something. Oh, I would love if it was Art Simone. Because if Art again, if Art Simone isn't on uh, the host, she's going to be on the show and she's going to win. Because Art Simone is one of the greatest drag queens on the planet. I remember when I first discovered her, I was just like, 
wow, she <laughs> she's really on top of everything. But yeah, else. again, Art Simone has been to every single DragCon since since DragCon started, and mm. Art, Art Art Simone is if if it's not Courtney Act, it's Art Simone. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, it's down to Envy, Abby, and Mama. Envy is safe. I really personally wish she had a fight for this victory so badly. But alas, her runway was much better than the other two. And I think that is why Fred decided to save her. Yeah, I would have loved to see her lip sync against Abby. but That would have been brilliant television. I know. But, but, I, I, but there is there, there there is something that we I, we didn't discuss. But when they had the, just the judges were talking, Fred has this affinity for Abby. He really is proud of the work she's done. And again, this is not RuPaul. RuPaul does not honor lip sync assassins. RuPaul says track record, track record, track record. Fred doesn't see it that way. He has an affinity for Abby. He knows if Abby was against envy abby is gone yeah because you could not legitimately save both of them the way he will do like this he knew what he was doing (sighs) janie and envy have a really sweet moment at the back of the stage i think again well apparently last week they said they fought a lot now this week they're close i i don't know again we're missing parts of the show that we're not getting Mm -hmm. um but I, I, there was a meme going around of uh, Envy and Janie always standing together during lip syncs and always having like big reactions. And I, I've kind of loved seeing those moments. Yeah. But it's Abby versus Mama and they will be performing Stronger by Kelly Clarkson. What an exceptional song choice in my opinion. Mama loves using her hands when they lip sync. Loves, loves the hands, loves handography. Um, and Abby is like, well, I'm not wearing this shit. So she rips her dress off and lip syncs literally in her undergarments. I just, I, my biggest pet peeve, one of my biggest pet peeves in drag since the beginning, when queens do a reveal and the reveal is... But it wasn't a reveal. Getting it it, it yeah. was not a reveal. It was her saying, I can't be Abby, oh my God, in a gown. I can't do, I can't do a split in this gown. I have to take it off. And that is bullshit in my opinion you are wearing what you're wearing if you know you have to potentially lip sync in a look you work with your designer to say make it a tearaway make it something so if i have to lip sync i have the moment this was bullshit in my opinion so mama's like you know what if you're doing that i need to pull out my stop she takes off her um gown and she's in pants at least she's in her look yeah i just immediately when abby got out of costume i was just like she has to go home. This I is agree. Ridiculous. And on, like, but honestly, they both gave mediocre performances because there is so much depth in this song. Stronger is a brilliant, powerful anthem. And they just did not do that. Mama just looked so defeated because of what she had said about Envy. Abby just did the Abby playbook of doing a fucking split. If I had to pick personally based on this lip sync performance... Abby won because Mama was not good, but I don't think Fred wanted to eliminate Mama. I really think they were both horrible, and I would have sent them both home. Right. (laughs) And Fred decides that this was the lip sync to save two queens, and I'm like, "Girl, really? What the fuck?" As that's what Envy says as well. Like, I'm now going to have the conspiracy theory that I think there was a double save 
built into the season. I don't think Fred found the double save that Fred wanted earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I think the moment that could have been the double save would have been the Seragine, um versus Abby. But yeah. I think Seragine was terrible, which is why he couldn't use it then. I think they wanted a four-person finale from the start. I um, am infuriated that Abby, oh my God, is in the finale because I do not believe Abby should be in the finale based on track record. But that may be my bias based on the RuPaul's Drag Race proper show. I just, it's like nothing personal. I just am not, I don't think she she played the game well. I now, don't think she has what it takes to be a winner. Like, sure, she can get better and do other things, but I don't think this was her time. I, I, I really don't see much in her. I think an alternate timeline would give us a different result. I still firmly do not believe Sedajin should have been in the bottom that week. I think mm-hmm. it should have been Mama Queen. It should have been Mama Queen versus Abby. Mama Queen sends Abby home. The next week, I think it should have been Mama Queen versus Chelsea Boy, or versus Janie. Janie sends Mama Queen home with a top um, four being Mama, uh, Envy Peru, Janie Jacquet, Chelsea Boy, Sedajin. We wouldn't be in this position. And if we lost one of those two in this um, top four, fine. I would have been fine with either Sedergy yeah. or Chelsea Boy gone. I think it's very unfortunate that neither of them are in the top four and both Mama Queen and, and, and um, Abby are in the top four because they are not top four finalists in my opinion. I completely agree. I It's like... I just am so, I just was so disappointed when like it was like back to back two of my favorite queens left like and and I think that's part of why it's hard for us to grasp the show because it may be a cultural thing maybe they that this brazen different side of drag isn't appreciated the same way in the Netherlands as we appreciate it here mm-hmm. because if I, I feel like if Chelsea Boy were on regular Drag Race, about the same positioning probably would have been her place. But we at least would have a more of appreciation for how far she pushed herself. They just didn't care for it because I think there were there were a couple times, but but that both Sarah Jean and Chelsea Boy should have won challenges and they didn't. It went to yeah. Envy Peru. It went to fucking Envy Peru, and that's why we are where we are. Where I'll ask you my burning question now: Is there any? option aside from envy peru after seven episodes is she not the winner i literally from the start had my suspicions i was like this show's very much rigged for envy peru and that's what i felt i told you that's how i felt about drag race uk with the vivian i mean like when you walk into a room and everybody's like she's the she's like the best drag queen in the world like she's she's the best if she's if she is like not the one to look out for then i don't know who is kind of thing like it's just it just was so obvious to me from the get-go that they're slating this for her to win janae has a great chance i think but it's there's no other way it's gonna go right and and again it all comes down to decision making fred could have changed the way things work. We could have had a, a, a bigger surprise toward the end where maybe it was only um, two wins for Envy and two wins for uh, Janie Jacquet, and we could have a, well, could it be one of them? But 
we've seen in professional already that Janie's like this, I'm not winning. It's Envy Peru. Envy Peru is winning. Envy Peru is winning. And I think I would be gagged if anyone but Envy Peru won. And I would question the entire season. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I really, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see anything else happening. I, I, it, I mean, and, and we'll, we saw in the preview, and we saw at the end of this episode, both Janie and Envy are not happy. They do not believe this is fair. They really thought Abby should go. And, and if they, as, as a performer, I understand you're doing so well, and you're going to let this little girl who lip synced to the end without a single win get the same glory as you do? It's, it's not fair. It's just like, and people are going to bring up all kinds of like random stories. Well, blah, blah, blah. I made it to the finale with blah, blah, blah. And blah. I'm like, but she literally did not win anything. No group challenges, no right. nothing. She, right. She you, lip synced four times. So like, how is she here? <laughs> I agree. Do you think this was the worst non-elimination lip sync in series history? Yes. I agree. This was just—I just like again. I'm, you 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 have moments where you, where you have two powerhouse performances performances from Brooklyn Heights and Evie Oddly who fuck up Snatch Game, but they're so good in their lip sync that you have to save them both. This was so bad, and yet they're both here. I just. If it was me, I would have been like, Abby, it's your time. I don't care if you did better than mama. She should have gone home. <laughs> Three weeks ago, she should have gone home. So I, it's, and nothing, like, I think she's very good drag queen. I, I appreciate her. I, I, as a reality show contestant, it infuriates me. But we are also watching a reality show, and reality show brings drama, and the producers are giving us exactly what they want. So I can't be mad at them. Yeah, no, I, I really like, I knew that there was something. I feel like every season has something that pisses me off. And this, this, this is it. was the thing. This was it. And I thought it was going to be the week, two weeks before when Synergy was gone. I thought it was going to be the last week when Chelsea was gone. Nope, nope, nope. This is the thing that pissed me off the most. Yeah, I just. <sighs> uh, what What I will say is I don't think this is detrimental to drag race holland and the future of the show i think this is just going to ignite a fiery passion in people to want to be on it and prove their worth so i think this Mm -hmm. is still a exceptional season i think the artistry is something we've not seen before um yeah so at the end of the day i'm glad to have these conversations and to react to this show but uh, anger, anger, anger. Yeah, I've kind of just accepted it by now. The fact that the show is very much not going <laughs> necessarily how I would have wanted it to go, but um, I, it's yeah. been very entertaining to watch. I'll give it that. It's a great season. I, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how many drag queens even exist in this country. So how many seasons are we going to get? Like, I think I'm sure they all have family members in their drag families. Isn't mama queen um, mother of like 50,000 queens. Yeah. You can have mama queen. Drag gonna be... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I listen, I'm excited. I love drag. I love being able to talk about drag. It is important for the queer community that we have a platform 
whether we love it or hate it, this is all that we need to be able to celebrate, especially in these trying times. Yes. And speaking of having um, a lot of drag race in our life, there have been rumors of a December 4th, uh, I believe, is the start date of a potential season 13. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. People have seen it on their um, their television guides, on their TVs. So that is the rumor going around the Reddit mill that season 13 is coming soon. We also got a reveal today that um, Drag Race UK is coming back uh, in early 2021. So if Michael Block thought he was getting a break from recapping Drag Race, it's not happening. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening. But you know what? I'm glad for the content and the listeners who listen to it every week. But mm-hmm. I'm getting fatigued. I'm getting very fatigued. I feel like there was a point in history, it was around like season seven, where I was like, there hasn't been drag race in a while. Okay, this is what it's going to be like. And then it was just like, bam, 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 bam. You're never not going to have a season of drag race. I'm thankful to have drag race again, but give us a break. Give us a moment to breathe. But we will discuss it mm-hmm. very soon. And if it is, if the fact that we've soon, had, we've had three winners this year so far, right? Um, yes. And I will say, if it is Envy Peru, that will be our fourth person of color to win this season this year. That's crazy. Like honestly, it's it's just such. It's been a long year. <laughs> a very 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 long year. I'm just oh. ready to not ever watch Drag Season again after this. And hell, who the hell knows when we're going to get Dragula Season 4 because th- well, that is happening. So, mm. and Camp Wanakiki, are you coming back? Maybe it's time for me to find people to make iconic uh, digital show. Let's do it. Oh my god, that would be so much fun. Oh my god, I need a break. Okay, well, I love it. We all <laughs> love it. Obscuria, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at official Obscura, and then I think my Twitter's the same handle. And Venmo, same thing? Venmo's the same thing, yeah. Everything's the same. <laughs> That's called branding, friends. Well, it was an honor chatting with you. Yeah, I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Obscura for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.